Welcome to episode 42 of the Handsome Hockey Podcast. My name is Jake, along with my esteemed colleague, Evan. Evan. Anytime you don't say it that way, I'm just going to say it that way. I, I, I kind of want to retire the like dragging out and shouting my own name, but I don't know. Maybe I'll have to get used to it. I'll do it for you. <laughs> Should we make like a crowd voice chanting my name or something just so I don't have to do that anymore? I'll just need to have a small clip saved on my computer and then i'll just input it every time i'll just input it like 15 times an episode so like be like well and the rangers made a really stupid decision by (laughs) (laughs) we are recording today on the 18th of august from sunny northeastern portland Mm -hmm. and episode 42 as douglas adams put it it's the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. We're going to tackle that late in the episode. We actually don't really have a whole lot to talk about this week because there's just not that much happening. Yeah, we're kind of in the dog days of the off season to match up with the dog days of summer and the dog days of NFL training camp and just the days when you let your dog wander around outside just because you feel bad that it's been cooped up for a while. And then somebody brings up who let the dogs out and you remind yourself how much you hate that person and also that you are that person. You hate the fucking Baja men. (laughs) I mean, can you really hate the Baja men? Yeah. Like they, they, they did their duty. They Baja blasted us with the summer with a shitty Mountain Dew flavor. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on. Mountain Baja blast is like the best Mountain Dew flavor. That still makes it shitty, though. <laughs> Did you see they're coming out with fucking Mountain Dew alcoholic beverage? It's basically just probably the Four loco OG formulation recanned. Someday somebody's going to tell me that they enjoy those, and I'm just going to leave that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to walk away. Just going to be like, well, all right then. Did Shoot. you ever drink an OG Four loco? No. It was interesting in that, like, it was a fairly sweet and cloying investment in getting incredibly fucked up for one night. It was like turning the party on and then like turning it to 11 in your brain. Yeah, it was like 8% alcohol and also had a shit ton of caffeine. And I guess that I I thought they banned it, but I don't know. I saw that alcoholic Mountain Dew is going to basically be the same stats. Yeah, I... I'm wary of energy drinks because like Mm -hmm. I eat like five Sour Patch Kids and I'm up for the next three days. Uh. So I'm super wary. I went through a phase where I was doing vodka Red Bulls when I was really cool. Mm -hmm. And you mean before you were 21? uh, I didn't sleep for months. (laughs) (laughs) Like It was bad. That's why I never dove into Four Loco territory. Mm -hmm. Too Um, many bad memories. You can only be an insomniac for so long when you just, Mm -hmm. you got to shut it down. Yeah. Architecture school also made me do the vodka Red Bull thing for a little while. Actually, when I start first got into it when I was studying abroad in France and it was a vodka dark dog to to bring it full circle on the dog thing. That would absolutely get me into it. Yeah, I know. That's a great name for a drink. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Better energy name drinks over there, apparently. (laughs) Speaking of health considerations, the NHLPA has come out this week 
and strongly encouraged, strongly encouraged, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, now to mean uh, all of their players to get vaccinated. Um, I feel like many already are, and those that aren't probably aren't going to listen, but I don't know. Well, the so the NHL, as of that statement coming out from the NHLPA, mm-hmm. was at 85% vaccinated, which overall, way better than the general population. Yeah. Looking at you, Alabama. The, <laughs> they're, on, they're on par with Multnomah County. Basically, yes. uh, Multnomah County is the NHL. Basically, anybody who can be is. <laughs> the, the NHL has, you know, as we have documented a lot here and you have probably seen elsewhere is a fairly conservative group of folks uh, when it comes to social norms and societal issues and progressive Mm -hmm. thought. So it's not surprising that the NHL is the lowest amount of all of the four major sports leagues just by a little bit, but it is, it is far significantly less than the NBA and the NFL. The NHLPA saying this is kind of because, you know, there's fence sitters. There mm-hmm. are people who aren't like diet in the wool QAnoners who mm-hmm. are just like, you know, I'm kind of wary of vaccines. Like I've read some things on the Internet, but my doctor says it's smart. Like, I don't know. And, you know, those are the guys who this is targeting. It's like the not Seth Joneses or Seth Jones's mom. Yes. <laughs> um the stipulation here was that because Canada is going to continue having extremely closed borders mm-hmm. as closed as they can, if you are an NHL player on a non-Canadian team and your team goes on a road trip through Canada for three, four games, mm-hmm. you aren't going to be able to play in those games. Mm, gotcha. There is talk of granting an exception to NHL players, but at the same time, the Canadian government is noticeably and significantly against that sort of thing. If you're vaccinated, you're just, you're fine. Right. You go in. There's also the idea that unvaccinated players are going to have to stay away from the team, uh, away from team uh, activities. They will have to be sequestered in hotel rooms during road trips. Mm. They aren't going to be able to experience life outside of their their hotel room, which was one of the things that a lot of players said, spoke about at the end of last season were that's what they were, yeah, that's what they were struggling yeah. with. It sucks that our season's over, but at least I don't have to stay in a fucking hotel room anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, a hotel room where I can't have my Russian friends over and uh, play <laughs> well, Xbox and then get suspended for well, a while. You know, the articles that I've read about this have comments from a lot of players, uh, unnamed players who are saying I have, been against being vaccinated however if you start talking about taking my money away i will probably get vaccinated yeah it's funny they've they've given real consequences now and and you know that's surprise consequences make people do things sometimes it's funny how staunchly somebody can believe something until you threaten to take their money away right and then all of a sudden they're like well i guess (laughs) Wait, so you didn't really actually believe it that strongly, did you, Kirk Cousins? Like, <laughs> yeah, you you just like being in a plastic box yeah. uh, around all of your other players in a quarterback room. Can did we, you hear about that? They yeah. were, the Vikings were like looking at installing basically one of those bulletproof glass shields from modern high intensity trial rooms for yeah. defendants, but so that their anti vaxxer quarterback 
can hang out. First off, Kirk Cousins might be the dumbest guy in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And second off, like in like he came out and his statement was wasn't I made a reckless decision because I'm an idiot and I'm going to go get vaccinated. It was the quarterback room that the Vikings have provided us with is way too small we how can we have six feet of separation if we're in a small room and it's like get fucking vaccinated you dolt so i was actually listening to something that's pertinent to this discussion the other day on npr um there was a public health official basically saying that they get better numbers whether it's masks or vaccinations or uh whatnot from encouraging people to do it rather than requiring it which is kind of ridiculous but also makes sense like you know i've uh, my favorite english teacher that taught me the phrase we'll burn that bridge when we come to it uh also always used to say like you people want to like insert themselves into situations and like show that they have free will like to themselves he always told this story about like washing the car like working up to wash your car and then you walk outside to wash your car and your dad says hey you should wash your car your car is dirty as fuck and then you're like ah i'm not going to do it anymore Uh, (laughs) it's not my idea anymore i don't know i think that kind of speaks to the personal psychology of these things and like i bet the nhl has done some sort of cold calculus on you know requiring vaccines versus asking nicely versus asking with some pretty significant strings attached yeah, I think, and this is, I, I'm obviously a layman. I, I don't, I'm not a scientist. I'm not in public health. Mm-hmm. So take this for what you will. I feel like we've done enough of the like, hey, maybe you should get vaccinated. Right. Like, we strongly encourage you to get vaccinated. It's it's good for the public health. It's good for you because, you know, like you get to go out and do things, you know, you know those things mm-hmm. are important to you, right? I think we're past that point. The holdouts are staunch holdouts, and they're not really going to respond to much of anything anymore besides a requirement. But I think, yeah, if you attach consequences and then nicely push people in that direction, you know, all of a sudden that starts to move the needle. I mean, how many, you know, family members have gotten vaccinated because some, you know, aunt or niece or nephew has said you can't see my new baby until you get vaccinated like i know at least three or four people yeah and uh i imagine a lot of people have to deal with that as well well some people need those like significant consequences Mm -hmm. like nhl players need the threat of having their salary revoked Mm -hmm. yeah for like three or four games Yeah. yeah i i was reading a piece in the Washington Post about a doctor in Alabama who told his patients who are unvaccinated to find another doctor because he doesn't want to treat them. Mm -hmm. In that article, they talked about this woman who, after her son, her 28-year-old son, so young, healthy-ish, you know, in theory, Mm -hmm. young though, you know, in that realm where like, oh, I should be okay, died. And then she was like, oh, man, watching him die was harsh. I'm going to get the vaccine now. It's like, that's what it took? Yeah. Your son is dead? Guess what? You can't go back in time and change that philosophy. Hopefully, we're not there yet with the NHL Players Association and their their constituents. And, you know, I'd like to see that number in the NHL creep up into the, like, you know, mid-90s. That'd be great. Um, 
honestly, 85 is higher than I anticipated at this point. Yeah, hopefully we'll see a, a vast majority of NHL players, like more than 90% vaccinated by the time the league season rolls around. I'm not going to hold my breath on it. But the NHLPA making this kind of statement and the threat of money being taken away, that's that's a pretty significant carrot there. And, you know, if you like if they were to miss one of my paychecks, they'd be like, well, I, I don't care. I'm going to stay unvaccinated. <laughs> but one of their paychecks is significantly higher. And, you know, they so they might, you know, actually miss that kind of money. Also of note, the NHLPA has told its players to not participate in Olympic qualifying games Mm -hmm. due to COVID concerns. The remaining teams who could like possibly make the Olympics Mm -hmm. are all in Europe. Okay. So you'd have to leave the country. You'd have to leave the North America, go to Europe, play in a tournament with teams and players from nations of varying vaccine availability mm-hmm. uh, vaccine and current viral loads and which are going through the roof right now. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, the vaccine in some European countries just hasn't been very widely available like it has been in the U S so far. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for a national team, you're going to be playing, you know, with, hopefully some other NHLers, but you're also probably going to be playing like if you're Slovakia or Denmark or one of those teams, like you'll probably be playing with some guys who are playing in leagues throughout Europe that who knows what the Hungarian league or the Polish <laughs> league is doing. Yes. I tried to pick the two most staunchly conservative countries in Europe, but <laughs> so this doesn't actually affect that many NHLers. As of right now, Canada, US, Russia, Sweden, Finland, the Czech Republic, Germany, Switzerland, and China. Oh, interesting. Uh, hey, well, China's the home country. They get an automatic bid. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Um, so those teams have already qualified for the Olympics. So their players do not have to play in qualifying games. But teams like the aforementioned Slovakia and Denmark, who are hoping to make it into the tournament this year. I mean, Slovakia is traditionally a pretty solid hockey uh, country. There's a lot of NHLers there. You know, they would hope to make the Olympics. Hopefully that's qualifying without NHL players. It would be shocking, I think, at this point <laughs> to see any NHLers go home for a an Olympic qualifying game, uh, especially with preseasons, gosh, like a month away. Mm-hmm. But uh, the but the NHLPA has said, "Hey, you probably shouldn't play in these games." And I heard uh, Marco Rossi, fresh off of uh, surviving long COVID and having a particularly bad experience with it, uh, is thinking about playing for Switzerland. Switzerland, uh, you know, kind of publicly, which I think is interesting. Yeah, I mean, his is an interesting case, right? So mm-hmm. he he lost last year. Like, the whole year. The whole year because of COVID. Switzerland has already qualified for the tournaments for the Olympics, so they don't need to do qualifying games. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, he's technically not an NHL player, so he could, you know, in mm, theory, gotcha. go play in the Olympics regardless of whether or not the NHL has sends their players which is, as of right now, still up in the air. The NHL did put in a, I think it's a three-week gap in the season in case they end up sending their players. Mm -hmm. However, 
if current trends continue, it's going to be a staycation. I'm going to guess no. <laughs> uh, no, the NHL, they did say that they would reconfigure the season if the Olympics, if their players did not go to the Olympics. They're not just going to give Dougie Hamilton more time to go to museums. You know, I, I don't think he needs more time. He's just he's finding all the time he needs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll be closer to better museums now that he's moving up to Joyzy. So we've got some free agency news. Uh, Jacob Vrana and the Red Wings have decided on a contract. Uh, they're going to keep him from going to arbitration. A lot of these uh, recent signings are players that were signing up for arbitration and then the team's uh, kind of keeping them out of it because arbitration looks very expensive right now because it's comped to all of the prior contracts. And so there's a huge incentive for teams to uh, kind of open up their pocketbooks before the players get to arbitration. Yeah, Verona's getting three years at 5.25, which is kind of right around where people thought he would come in. The Red Wings, that contract does walk him to UFA status. Mm -hmm. So uh, at that point, he'd be 28. And, you know, hopefully he's performed well enough to where he should be getting a substantial raise. So does this count? Does this count as a bridge deal? Uh, not if he's walking to UFA on it. I, okay. I think the Red Wings know what they've got in Verona. I think there's a pretty long track record. I mean, he's played with Washington for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came, he did come and have a great, uh, you know, I think it was like 11 games or something like that with mm-hmm. the Wings before the end of the season. Not a surprise, but sort of weird to see after such a down season that he had. Philly has re-signed Carter Hart to an extension and... Um, he's going to be backed up by Brian. No, not Brian. No. He's going to be backed up. Even by Martin, worse. Yeah. He's going to be backed up by Martin Jones, excuse me. And, uh, maybe form what looks on paper today to be the worst goalie tandem in the league. <laughs> uh, in th- if we're basing it off of last season. Yes. I think Carter Hart still has a lot of talent and, you know, last year could have possibly been an arbor, uh, an aberration, the defense in Philadelphia sucked last year, so there's that. But good you know, thing they brought in Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah, the the human. I will kill you. Um, <laughs> the human uh, took himself out by running into the boards at full speed. I I think on multiple occasions at this point. Yeah, he, <sighs> yeah. I don't know what's going on in Philly. That's that's maybe some commentary for our season preview whenever that comes out. But I, I think the Carter Hart signing, it's pretty solid. It's three years at four million, just about under four million. He's still an RFA at the end of it. So they can say if he sucks and they need to bring in another goalie at six million a year or whatever, like that's not terrible and they can get rid of him in three years. But if he's as good as his initial projections were, then they've got him at a steal and he'll still be an RFA the next when uh, his next contract comes due. So it's a good piece of business. If he bounces back, this will look like a really good deal. But yeah, he is still 23 years old, you know, has a lot of potential. We'll see if how this deal ages. I mean, if he has another down season, that this deal will age like cheese in the sun. It still looks like he's trending upwards, maybe. I'm not going to draft him in fantasy again. That was my mistake last year. But, uh, you know, c'est la vie. Next signing, uh, Neil Pionk uh, signed, a, I think, a pretty good contract all around for both team and player. Uh, 5.875 by four years mm-hmm. uh, up in Winnipeg. He's 26, so this takes him to his year 30 se- or 31 season. I think that's a really great deal for 
Winnipeg because like mm-hmm. at 30, like, do you really want to pay like another $6 million a year for a guy? Um, but at this point, you know, he's in the like back half of his prime, pretty solid deal. He had a great year last year. Yeah. I think he's emerging as, you know, one of the more consistent kind of balanced defensemen and like how good would the Rangers be if they hadn't let him go? He had some highlight reel goals and then they were like, we are trading you. And I don't know. I never really understood that. Well, they got Jacob Truba out of it, man. Oh yeah. And then they gave him six years at $8 million. You know, this deal does a very good job of standing in, uh, juxtaposition to that deal sam reinhardt got signed by the florida panthers so cementing that he's not going back to buffalo yeah his deal is three-year contract uh, with an aav of six and a half million which is probably a good number for his production i mean he's unquestionably produced in buffalo when they were very very bad and so you know one would expect he takes a step forward in his age 25 season. He's now the highest paid forward in Florida, which until Barkov gets his new deal next year. Yeah. I was going to say that's just contracts kind of overlapping. Yeah. I think Florida had a pretty solid off season. They managed once again Mm -hmm. to not do anything stupid. Um, And they got Joe Thornton, which is fun. Yeah. I know. And I have similar beards. (laughs) Kevin Fiala signed a one-year deal with Minnesota, which if you're a fan of the Wild, Mm -hmm. I feel like at the beginning or at the end of last season, you had so much joy just sitting in your veins. And this offseason has maybe killed that a little bit. Yeah, right. You're like refusing to sign your stars and and playing hardball with your Calder Cup winning best player who's sitting over in Russia and fishing and like really thinking hard about this fat KHL deal that he signed and, you know, thinking, uh, I don't actually have to go back to North America if I don't really want to. Igor Shesterkin signed with the uh, Rangers. I think this is an absolutely phenomenal contract. Uh, Shesterkin is, I, Shesterkin is one of the best goalies in the NHL, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and getting him at under six for the next four years through his like age 29 slash 30 season is a remarkable piece of business from Chris Drury, who this might be the one good thing from his completely atrocious off season that he's had. <laughs> um, but getting Shesterkin for under six million for the next four years was an awesome deal. And then uh, rounding out this list is George Soros. I mean, uh, UC Soros. I mean, Juicy Couture. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably going to be like an untoppable fantasy name when, when I went with Juicy Couture. But um, yeah, UC Soros, possibly one of the best goalies in the league right now. Resigned with, uh, with Nashville, fresh off of basically single-handedly willing them to a uh, playoff spot when they were dead to rights. And uh, he's going to get paid for it. Speaking of someone who might not be getting paid in the near future, Evander Kane. Yes and no. Like that dude's gonna find his way to a hockey team regardless of what happens last year, because or this year, because he's a very good hockey player. Yeah, but, uh, but news reports are coming out that there's more uh, friction with the team to match friction with his soon-to-be ex-wife. Yeah, 
when Timo Meyer is your own, is reportedly your only friend on the team, <laughs> you're, I mean, that's like 25 guys. <laughs> you're in a bad spot. Kevin Kurtz in The Athletic reported last week that basically all of the Sharks are done with Evander Kane. Kevin Kurtz's piece in The Athletic lists the fact that many of his teammates in San Jose have said that they don't want him back. He was a locker room cancer all of last year. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Bob Bugner and Doug Wilson kind of let him play by his own rules, and he took advantage of that, showing up late to practices and games. He also ended up not following dress codes and like in just general kind of being a miscreant I mean, in, in the locker room. The rules seem to not apply to Evander Kane, if you ask Evander Kane. Yes, and that's that's what the, the article actually really points out, is you know that Evander Kane was not held to rules, and so mm-hmm. he was like, well, clearly they don't apply to me then, so I'm going to flaunt it. So kind of no surprise that he got into trouble with banks. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like if... A lot of people are allowing you uh, space to break rules in your life. Um, banks tend to bring people down to earth. One of the most damning quotes from the Kevin Kerr's article is, um, guys were going into Doug, that's Doug Wilson, GM of the Sharks for the record. Guys were going into Doug's office all year, according to one source, saying Kane had to go. All Doug would say is, all teams have locker room issues, which just isn't true. Not the teams that win anyway. <laughs> and, I mean, winning does kind of patch over locker room issues. I will give it that. But come on. If yeah. you have a guy that is that toxic. The article does a good job of pointing out how many of the veterans who would have held Evander Kane accountable are now gone. You know, Pavelski, mm-hmm. Thornton, Joel Ward. Those right. guys aren't in the locker room anymore. And so apparently, you know, guys like Logan Couture and Brent Burns and Eric Carlson aren't the type, the hold people accountable types. Hmm. Fancy that. But also, you know, the, the the article in The Athletic states has quotes from like several agents of mm. players who are on the Sharks saying like that mm. place sucks. I want Evander Kane gone or I want my guy gone. That's that's. You know it's real when the agents get involved. <laughs> you rarely see that level of honesty in the NHL. It's normally like, oh, you know, we've got some problems to fix. Uh, Bob Bugner at the end of last season in his like postseason interview was like, yeah, we maybe kind of let some guys not, you know, follow the same rules, and <laughs> you know, that's we got to get better about that. It wasn't a problem, but you know, we got to get better at that. And then very clearly it was a problem. There's just a real obvious problem in sharks land. Mm -hmm. I hope that Evander Kane stays for the entirety of his deal because their salary cap just makes me giggle all the time. Yeah. One of the best Jersey ad mock-ups that we saw was Evander Kane with a, uh, Bad MGM logo on his jersey, which is to say a segue to the fact that the NHL announced that they are going to allow ad jersey patches on jerseys this year for the 2022-2023 season. So not this year. That, oh, sorry, next yeah, year. Yes, next year. Um, that uh, by the way was from Hockey Collective on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That, let's, let's give shout outs where we can. Yeah, especially if something makes me giggle, <laughs> I'm gonna I'll shout you out. There were lots of different jokes and mock-ups of jerseys and uh, uh, funny sponsorships and stuff. Yeah, the one that somebody sent to me was 
Henrik Zetterberg holding the cup with a big Little Caesars patch on his jersey. And my first thought was, well, it wouldn't be Little Caesars because they're owned by the club. They wouldn't be paying themselves (laughs) ad revenue. And then I thought, wow, I'm the least fun person. I, I'm not good in parties anymore. <laughs> I I need to dial it back. My first gut reaction to this was that this sucks. And it's like just like a further destruction of the fabric of the things that make me love sport. Mm. And then I realized that I'm, I'm not a 14-year-old boy anymore. <laughs> and I understand the business side of the game. Is it going to suck seeing patches on jerseys? Yeah, it's going to be a little different. The NBA did it exceptionally well, I think. They did, right. you know, they're very small. They're pretty unobtrusive. The NHL patches are supposedly going to be a little bit bigger than the okay. NBA patches, which makes sense. Uh, an NHL sweater is a lot bigger than an NBA jersey. We already have ads on the helmets. That's right. What I love that they like said oh no this is just a one-year deal so people can get some ad revenue and in uh-huh. everybody's heads we were like oh fuck you bud yeah fuck you <laughs> there's no chance it's there's, just a one-year deal yeah you like if uh you learned anything as an american citizen it's that when you get money and you get used to having that money stream you don't go away from it willingly you never give it up <laughs> i think it's funny to think about like ads we want to see on jerseys yeah this is the much better application of 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 this new rule coming in is how do we make fun of it right obviously the first one you think of is the red wings and red wing boots i mean it's american made great brand yes it's in minnesota we don't need to think about that but uh you know just double down let's put Red Wings on Red Wings. You could almost put the exact same logo on the shoulder and then just put Red Wing boots underneath it. It's mm-hmm. it's too easy and obvious to happen that want, it won't happen. I There's want like no an way. actual like brown boot. <laughs> I think it would be funny if the C logo on the Toronto Maple Leafs jersey was just replaced with an ad for the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> or the other way around, the Maple Leaf is uh, is featured prominently on a Montreal Canadiens jersey. <laughs> They're like, they tried to troll each other. Like, and no, then, no, it's the Canadiens. And then it's just like Spider-Man meme. Like, <laughs> you tried to troll me. You tried to troll me. I think Arizona definitely needs to be sponsored by Arizona Ice Tea. Put a can. It, and honestly, the Arizona iced tea can would actually blend in pretty well with the established <laughs> uh, crazy jerseys, the established jersey of the Arizona Coyotes. Buffalo obviously needs to be sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. Like that's that's got to happen. Or just a chicken wing. Like <laughs> that, that should just be the picture. Wings brought to you by Tyson. Do you like Buffalo Wings? Come visit. We'll show you how it's done. <laughs> We've said this numerous times, but if we ever, if this podcast ever becomes something and we get to go on the road, the first place we're going is Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That would be fucking amazing. You know, We'd known take- as the uh, vacation destination of the United States. <laughs> I think Calgary should be sponsored by DuPont, uh, the maker of most flame retardants. Uh, Nashville could be the Grand Old Opry. <laughs> He'd just be sponsored by all bachelorette parties. <laughs> or the bachelor on abc oh nice i like it yeah uh both florida teams could be sponsored by covid isn't that right ron DeSantis? <laughs> Twenty-four thousand cases a day obviously the columbus blue jackets will be sponsored by parlor 
<laughs> well, now that Caleb Jones is gone, it might not be as bad. You mean Seth Jones? Yeah, that you one mean too. Now that Chicago has both of them, uh, yeah, maybe Chicago could be parlor. Dallas. I had Smith and Wesson written down. That's easy. I <laughs> want it to be Planned Parenthood because they <laughs> don't exist in the state of Dallas. <laughs> what? What is this? Who's sponsoring this? Who? We've what? never heard of them. You're like, wait. You can plan parenthood? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I thought it was just when God wanted. Is it like, do I shoot my gun at it? You know, and then like a baby comes. Is that how? <laughs> God bless it. God wills it. Uh, speaking of things that God wills, I think that Edmonton should be sponsored by an EDM festival. <laughs> I think every Canadian team is deciding between uh, a bank or Bell and slash Rogers, depending on who owns their arena. Uh, yeah, that I mean, that is like the like choice. Scotia Bank, Bell, Rogers, rinse and repeat. I also thought it was interesting uh, when we see, saw the Beauty League. All the guys that were in the NHL had their like Bell or Rogers helmets on. It was I was like, did did you guys? talk about coordinating i don't know that's cute <laughs> thought it was weird <laughs> look at those kids and their coordination nobody wants to be the somebody who's left out you said florida could be covid i also think just a medicare scam would be a good good advertisement there so the islanders should be just newman's own you know it seems like a an island guy or what's the uh i don't know some fishing company like is it gordon's fishing? yeah maybe it is. you're right that's what i'm thinking of well, it can't be the Rangers because they fired Jeff Gordon. So right. it's got to be the Islanders. Well, the Rangers have to be sponsored by the Power Rangers. Now I just have the theme song like immediately in my head. <laughs> like it took, it took three seconds for me to like go through the entire Power Rangers theme song. Like the original theme song when mm-hmm. they like jazzed it up for later seasons. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, not nearly as cool. Yeah. Ottawa obviously tied to Canadian Tire. Like they're. There's too many meme mock-ups of that jersey with the Canadian tire as the logo and then uh, a tiny little Ottawa senator in the corner. They're the team that everybody drives over in in Canada. (laughs) Yeah, Seattle should be sponsored by, I don't know, Pike's Place Market or something. I'm so fucking tired of Pike's Place Market. Like every I've time, actually never been. Every time I've been once, but like, yeah, despite living here for 12 years, I've only been to Seattle twice, I think. And like Pike's Place was cool like it's a it's a market like it's famous for throwing fish and like you can right. throw fish anywhere <laughs> i mean just give isn't me a, that right give me monty a, python yeah give me a fish and we'll just throw it across the living room here we're fine like i'm just tired of it as an entity like anytime you watch a mariners game it's like oh he caught a fish oh my god like yeah it is really abused by the sports marketing people in that town yeah st louis could just be the arch I have a funny story about the arch. Yeah. So I went to St. Louis in grad school and for a conference and I presented and I was like, wow, I want to get out of here. This place sucks. I could see the arch from my hotel room. It was not very far away. And there I was like, hey, can I walk over there? They're like, no, you'll die. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay, then I don't want to do that. And then I asked how I could get to the airport early. And then they were like, well, how much are you willing to pay? I was like, I'm in grad school, not that much. And they were like, well, the train is free. And I was like, oh, okay. And the there were two nice fe- people working the counter. And the one person turned to the other person and was like, don't put him on the train. He'll get stabbed. 
So that's St. Louis right there for you. <laughs> Whenever I see people and they're like, I, cause I wear, I'm, I'm bald and I'm pale. The sun is my enemy. I wear oh. a hat almost everywhere I go. And I almost always wear a tiger's hat. And people oh. are like, Oh, Detroit, that place sucks. I'm like, well, I've never felt like I was going to get stabbed in a hotel. Like I did when I was in St. Louis. <laughs> that's a place that sucks. Yeah. One time I went to a blues game in playing college roller. We got like tickets to blues game and actually ran out of gas in North St. Louis and had to walk quite a ways to get a gas can from a gas station with a bulletproof glass. And like the guy had to like <laughs> trying to fit the gas can in the, like the glass pass through thing. It was like, Nope. Like looked both ways, w- opened his door, walked around and hands me the gas can. <laughs> well, the state's name is misery. So I mean, <laughs> uh, Toronto should be f- sponsored by, Soon to be announced hot dog stand started by Phil Kessel. Uh, and it's just a picture of Phil with a hot dog, like horizontally in his mouth, smiling. It's the picture of Phil golfing with the Stanley Cup filled with hot dogs. That's what it's got to be. Did you know that Jake's St. Louis arch story is actually on our list of off-season discussion topics? <laughs> is it really? Mm-hmm. Check that one off the bin. Done. <laughs> In some serious note, Chicago Blackhawks legend Tony Esposito passed away this week at the age of 78. And, I mean, anyone who is a hockey fan has probably heard of him, but few have seen him play if you're under the age of 50. He won three Vezinas in his time and was widely regarded as the best NHL goalie available. There's an iconic photo of him meeting Vladislav Tretiak and basically captioned like the two best goalies on the planet. Uh, He backstopped the Blackhawks to their best run prior to the uh, sort of 2010s Blackhawks dynasties. And, you know, he was a fixture among fans. You know, one of the things that he was known best for was always stopping to talk with and give autographs to any fan, no matter where you were, no matter where you found him, like he was known as one of the really nice guys in hockey. So we're sad to hear that he passed, but cheers to a life well lived. And, and you know, to have a reputation like that is what we can all strive for. To say that we prefer him over Bobby Hull or, you know, Stan Mikita from those years is probably putting it lightly. We'll take the nice guy. Yeah. You know, he always seemed like such a smiley, happy to be there, uh, you know, glad to glad hand and, and take pictures with your kids and stuff, even if you caught him at a restaurant or whatever. And like, I'm seeing all of these articles on The Athletic and different, you know, Chicago sites. And it seems like over half of the articles are just fan stories of meeting him and loving talking to him. If that's not a you know, fitting eulogy for the guy. I don't know what is because he always seemed like such a great, great person on and off the ice. The The true testament to a human being is not the awards and accolades you win, but how people feel around you in the end for somebody to have created such a like cachet of well-being and happiness and joy around him, you know, despite, you know, 
I mean, he's he's a hockey player. Like in the long run, like what does sports matter? At the but at the same time, like they also matter with a capital M. And for Tony Esposito to have this cachet with the Chicago fan base, like with people who you know just met him once or people who've known him their entire life is a real testament to him as a person and the fact that he did it the right way. Yeah. And that's kind of what, you know, kind of all you want to hear is, well, he did it the right way and lived life to the fullest and had some success. Yeah. Both on and off the ice. All right. On that note, it's a somber one, but it's a good one. And, you know, talking about a life well lived. Yeah. It's well worth just kind of digging into the Tony Esposito stories and kind of learning more about his career. I mean, I, didn't get a chance to watch him play, obviously, but, you know, I've watched a couple highlights and, and kind of tried to contextualize his life and his kind of hockey legacy uh, this week after hearing of his passing. And it's a, a fairly interesting rabbit hole that I would encourage other people to go down. Yeah, it's a substantial legacy for sure. All right, folks, with that, I think our time here is done. We want to thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, we're going to probably be a little irregular throughout the summer and the hockey off season, but we will get content to you as often as we can. It turns out we also have lives and jobs that are pay us more than this podcast. So, <laughs> and they, also that like, you know, that the COVID COVID hasn't subsided, but a lot of the COVID restrictions have. And so, you know, we've been doing things. Yeah. At least for the time being safely. <laughs> knocks on wood yeah hopefully by the time you hear this podcast shit hasn't hit the fan again mm -hmm. um thankfully we do live in portland which is a city is a fairly well vaccinated city um, yeah amen to that. county is very high up there on the the vaccination lists and because of that you know we're able to thankfully still do the things that we enjoy while being safe and you know that's something that we would send out to everybody out in the world who is listening to this. Hopefully you can do the things that you enjoy, but more important than anything, be safe, take care of yourselves. All right. Yeah. Amen to that. So you can find us on the internet at handsomehockey.com, handsome hockey podcast on Instagram at handsome hockey on Twitter, handsome hockey pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to directly email us or handsome hockey, Facebook page. Theoretically, you're listening to us already. Wherever you're listening to us is great. Uh, amongst the other places that you can listen to us, if you want to like tell your friends about us and they have a different podcast service than you do, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, where we have one listen all time. <laughs> um, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, Red Circle, and YouTube, the YouTube page, which Evan yesterday fully got us caught up. So we are all set over there if you want to check us out, uh, if YouTube is your preferred destination. Yeah, in the future, we'd like to get some well-captioned content there. But for now, it's just a repeater of, of our audio. And you know, thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, we hope each and every one of you out there is doing okay. We know COVID is kind of making a comeback, uh, LL Cool J style. And so take care of one another, be safe, and as always, stay handsome, everybody. Restez beau, tous les mains.